What's good, y'all? Listen, before y'all tune into this episode, man, make sure y'all show love to my boy Hellison, John, and Louis' podcast called Unscripted Talk Podcast. Um, they are on YouTube right now. I'll post the link down in the description. Again, make sure y'all tune in and show them love. What's good, everybody? What's good with y'all, man? Welcome back to another episode of Talent the Raw. Uh, we got we got another very special person. You feel me? Um, man of many many traits as i should say but before i even hop into it i usually introduce or i usually talk about how we even met to be honest i think it was on some quick shit like um i think it was at a rod's battle versus excel is when like i first like shook your hand type shit because a rod introduced us but other than that i think that was it you feel me but um Ever since then, like, I already kind of knew who who you were prior to that, because obviously, like, I'm tapped in and shit. But um, other than that, like, we didn't take, like, anything past, like, just that, you feel me? But we were able to put you on the pod, so that's always dope, you know, for sure. But no further introduction, man, we got my boy Ben Superior up in here. What's going salute, on, brother? Salute, salute. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Hey, man, we good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm I'm alive and well, brother. Working as always. Can't complain about that one, man. No, never Can't could, never will. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, before we even get into anything, man, um, let's talk about like your history. Like, what were, what was your life like as a kid out here? Um, I... I'm I'm keeping a band. I I grew up, I grew up kind of lower into middle class. Uh, yeah. I started off in the projects. My mother, you know, came from Haiti. I was born um, in Haiti, but came over here at a young age. So, um, yeah, I think I came over here when I was like one or two. So, um, as you can see, English my first language. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, my mother wanted me to learn English first uh, be- before, you know, Creole, because, you know, she knew she was going to send me off to school and shit. So she wanted me to understand the language before she sent me off. So, um yeah, I grew up, grew up in the projects for a little bit until I want to say I was around like seven years old. Then we moved into a middle class home out in Malden, Massachusetts. Um, and I've kind of, you know, never been rich, but never been too broke at the same time. Kind of like fairly in the middle. Yeah. You know, I kind of had uh, a decent upbringing, you know, yeah. um, you know, growing up in the church, growing up in, you know, music you know, um, growing up in, you know, different, different versions of life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot that goes on, um, in my life. I I could sit here and explain all day, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, just to, just to sum it up. Um, I came from a lot of walks of life, but you mm-hmm. know, we, we, for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Now, um, you said that you're pretty much always into music. Right. And you were raised in a church, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what was that like, like being raised in a church at a young kid? Like, were you, did you feel like that was something that was forced or did you actually enjoy it? Because I feel like, um, I feel like me personally, like, only reason why, like, I, I enjoy church now right. way more than I ever did in my life. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because now it's like, I pull up to church, like, because I want to type shit. You feel me? Right. Like, is that something that you felt as a kid? Um... To be honest, I kind of distanced myself from church, not because, you know, I don't believe in God or anything. Um, that's that's furthest that's the furthest thing from the case. Mm-hmm. But um 
growing up in a radically religious Haitian household, um, you are meant to go by a certain amount of beliefs. Like mm. your life is built around a certain lifestyle, a certain set of rules, right? And after a while, you know, with, especially with the life that I wanted to live, you you realize that you're kind of being put in a box. Mm. Like this life only revolves around the church. And I knew like, you know, for my life and what I wanted, I couldn't that I couldn't just limit myself to the church. No yeah. disrespect. But that and, you know, after a while growing up, um, dealing with a lot of, you know, radically religious Haitian people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a challenge in itself. But it's yeah. it was a lot of it was a lot of hypocrisy, a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of things I just wasn't comfortable being around anymore. Yeah. So um, I decided to dis- distance myself um, around, I want to say, probably 18 or 19. That's when I, you know, kind of stepped away. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't really decided to go back either. Um, just because, you feel me, a lot of people like to think that, especially that group, a lot of people like to assume that because you don't go to church, you stop believing in God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the truth. That's yeah. the worst thing for the truth. Um, we, I stopped believing in the church, but I never stopped believing in God ever. Mm. So, um, yeah, I kind of just left church alone. I, mm. I don't really, me personally, I, I don't have a personal gripe. Like, yeah. I don't really have an issue with it. It's just, it's just not something I want to be around anymore. Maybe it's just because you know the things I've dealt with in my past and the people yeah. I was around during my time there just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Never really. I mean, it's a lot of different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. One main. Yeah. It's not really one main reason, but um, yeah, I think I, you know, decided to, you know, keep my distance. But the funny thing about that is God always has a funny way of bringing you home. Mm. So I never say I'm never going to go back. Yeah. Cause I just feel like there's going to be one day where, you know, God is going to tap me on the shoulder and be like, it's time. Mm-hmm. One Sunday, get up, put a suit on, come home. Mm. I like that. Yeah, so I'm I'm never going to say I'm never going to go back to church. Because yes. that's, that's uh, I'd, I'd be stupid to think that way. <laughs> but, you know, as of right now, I've kind of been, you know, away. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And that's fine. Um. How old were you when you got into paddle rap? Uh, I was not only like the sport, but just like for like entertainment purposes. Like right. how old you when you first started watching it, and then actually studying it, and then eventually being on stage. Right. So, I think the first battle I ever watched was Sue Surf versus Conceited. Mm, that was shout out Surf, man. Yeah, that Free was Free the Wave. Free the Wave. That was the first battle I ever watched, and um, that was the era where World Star was popping like world oh, yeah. star was out sight like and yeah. um, smack used to upload you know the battles onto world star mm-hmm. so you know i was on world star heavy at that time <laughs> and you know scrolling through the timeline and yeah. come across rap battle i was making music at the time i want to say what year was that man was surfing con yeah i think surfing con was 2012 yeah because definitely around that area because surfing because my first battle was surfing hitman Right. Okay. So, so <laughs> yeah, Seven Hitman was like thirteen. Uh, definitely around 2011, 2012. Yeah, exactly. Right so, there. um, 
Yeah, that was the first battle I ever watched, and then I just became a fan. Like mm -hmm. I, I didn't know because I started making music at a young age. I started making music in high school, so um, I always knew about rap, yeah. but I didn't know people were actually battling. So like when I came across the rap battle, and <laughs> that battle was always gonna be fire to me. That like that battle doesn't age; it's never gonna get old to me. Um, I just I became a fan. I instantly became a fan, and then that's when I found out about URL, King of the Dot, yeah, Airbreed yeah. Entertainment, and I just became a battle rap fan. Um, over the years, I've just you know the more I've watched battle rap, the more I've been wanting to get into it, mm. but there was never like a way for me to get into it. If that makes sense. Mm. So, crazy thing is, it kind of happened by accident. Oh really? Yeah. So, um, 2019, mm -hmm. I think that was when A Rod and LSG were supposed to battle. Yeah, that was, I remember that, was, that battle. I yeah, that it. was essentially the birth of King of the Five. Salute the King of the Five Battle League. Salute the Wild Salute the King of the Five. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I wasn't there for that battle, but I was at work and everyone right. I knew was there. So, I'm checking my snap every two minutes. Yeah. I'm checking my snap every two minutes yeah. to see like, oh man, like you know, like, I'm trying to hit his punch or whatever. You feel right. Me? So um, they were doing a face-off and a mutual yeah. friend of ours, like me and A-Rod were kind of like, we knew about each other because of music, like because of rap. So like we, we knew about each other, but we never really, we were, we was never really close yet. So like a mutual friend of ours was um, on Facebook live streaming the face-off between A-Rod and LSG. Yeah. And I'm interested. They talking they shit. Like yeah. I'm I'm locked in. And this is in Brockton. This is like right in my backyard. So like yeah. I'm I'm tuned in. And then I hear someone talking shit in a background. I'll smoke anybody. It don't matter who it is. Ah 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 ah. Right. That person ended up being Wise Uzumaki. Oh, uh, Wise. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I hear him. Yeah. And me being a battle rap fan, I've never gotten to battle before. And I've like, always yeah. felt like I could do it. So I, I started talking back in the comments. Hey, yo. And I, it's me and Wise going back and forth in the comments. And then essentially the battle got set up. Wow. So it was A-Rod, LSG, me versus Wise, and then a few other battles that night. So, um, yeah, my first battle was against Wise, Scary Hours 1. That was uh, Halloween 19, yep. 2019. Yeah, Halloween 2019, um, two one either way, two one either wow. way. That was, it was a great. Um, it ended up being vaulted because one, I didn't like my performance, and two, Wise's voice was like halfway gone, <laughs> like oh, really? he was, yeah, like he was suffering a cold. So like, uh, was, like every time he would land a punch or land a bar, his voice would like go out type shit. Uh, like we we just we we agreed that this obviously wouldn't be good to drop on YouTube. So like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, that battle ended up being vaulted, but that that battle essentially launched my career. Really, been involved That's ever dope. since. That's super dope. Um, what's your favorite bar from the Surfing Con? Ah, <laughs> uh, the the whole the whole Rajan Cox scheme. Mm -hmm. That's oh, what Con was cold, bro. Oh my god, like, was so it's... cold. <laughs> Cold, like back man. then, bro, conceited was to me was untouchable. Like conceited back then was like rum nitty. Like yeah, rum nitty now. Nah, rum nitty in the past like three four years, no bullshit. No bullshit. Like conceited was really him to me. So like, 
that whole <laughs> that whole shit was just funny as hell and it was clever and I just yeah that's what made me a fan like I, I that round that he did surf second verse uh conceded also like made me fucking do a salute to the wave free the wave one more time um and uh yeah bro like i i just i became a fan yeah yeah sir i ain't gonna lie surf made me a fan because my older brother lethal man shout out lethal he um he put me onto battle rap and i didn't know shit about it i just knew that it sounded good it looked cool and then um like he would pause it and like like explain everything to me like when surf um had the he said i said hitman of the god can i get a hallelujah type shit like that and oh, yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. i didn't get it i'm like i'm like i don't know what that means and my brother will pause it bring it back explain it and then yeah. play it again you feel me so then now it's like so now it's like nigga then created a monster with that shit, bro. Cause, cause like that's that's like I'm telling you, battle rap is all I watch. If you put power, if you put BMF, if you put any movie, any TV show on the TV, I'm sleeping. You put battle rap, you put, I'm you put twerk versus rock. Oh nah, bro, I'm watching that whole shit. Locked in front and back. You feel me? Like I'm watching that whole shit. So it's like, yeah, that shit is wicked to me. But that shit crazy. That first match with Wise, like. Did you feel nervous? Cause it's like oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah, this, this is my this is my first battle ever. Yeah. I, I got no experience. There was bad people in there too. Wise right? already had like a smooth like amount because like this happened right after Wise versus LSG, mm. and that was um, both their first battle. So like they had six yeah. minute rounds. The battle was obviously it went how it went. Like Wise already had like a good name in Brockton. Like he already had a fan base. Yeah, like nobody's heard of me out there. I'm in his backyard. <laughs> this is his event. Like these are all his people. Yeah. I'm battling this dude. Like I yeah, I'm nervous as hell. But like at the same time, yeah. like I know I can I know I still got a rap. So mm. yeah, I, I went in nervous but walked out like, yeah, I, I did that shit. Cause I Chen High type shit. First first four bars I landed shook the room. For real. First four. First four oh. shook the room. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's lit from then on. Like it's <laughs> cold, bro. Lit. That is cold. Now, your recent battle. B and B. Well, recent drop, as right. I should say. B and B. Except right. for the uh didn't you also do like a two on two, I think? Yeah, um I did uh Rumble in the Tank. That's a fatal four way battle. Uh salute to Shark Tank, Chilla Jones. That you. Yep. That's a dope. A fatal four way battle. Yeah. At first, like we were we were kind of weirded out by that concept because we didn't know how it was gonna go, but it came out great and like everybody did their numbers, so like great battle. Great That's battle. Cool. Salute to Doe, salute to Lil Lee, salute to Liquid H two O. Yeah, Lil Lee's a cold motherfucker too, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lil Lee is... Lil Lee, bro, the first time I saw him was his first battle. And yeah. I was like, there's no way this is his first battle. Gatlin Gunner. That, right? that was my first reaction. I'm like, there's no fucking way. He looks way too comfortable. Yeah. He's moving around. He's loud. He's in the camera. He's in the niggas' face. Uh, uh, I'm like, what the hell? He's young too. Boy just turned 22. He's young. For real? Young. That's oh, wicked, bro. That's young wicked. Boy. He looked way too comfortable. He's young. But, salute um, to Lil Lee. Yeah, sh- salute Lil Lee, man. But um, your match with B&B, mm-hmm. that shit caused a lot of noise lately, man. I ain't gonna... Right. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, like, you're aware, but right. that shit caused a lot of noise, mm-hmm. um, especially that third round. Like, 
Yeah. After after me personally, um, <laughs> I had it going. I think I I I think I already had you up two zero. Right. Look, going into the third. Right. Slight two zero. I think BMB's um, was it his second round? No, I think I think. I think B and B's second round was a little too close. Yeah. You feel me? Like like it was a little too close. But um I think you slacked off a little bit on the second yeah. but right. obviously the third round you went crazy. Mm. And what made you take that angle on that angle? So Because because now now before you even start, like that's a tough topic to even yeah. bring up fuck a stage to yeah. just bring up per, like at all. Mm-hmm. And the way you put that shit together was tailored perfectly. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And I and I and I appreciated the round more because like of like of the simple fact that you were just opening up. Yeah, you feel me. So what? So what made you be like? You know what? I'm really finna just end this shit real here. Right. So um, there was an ongoing narrative that. You know, I don't talk about my life enough mm. or nobody knows who I am for real. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I focus too much on being personal with other people, but I never, you know, talk about anything I go like, like, so like that was kind of a narrative that was, you know, being shopped around and then it got in his hands and he like amplified it in a way. Like we don't like he, he tried to turn it into a, Oh, we don't feel you. We don't know nothing. <clears throat> we don't know nothing about you. Um, you you just you just show up and rap. You don't have no real personality. Ah ah ah! Like he amplified it to like the max. So me knowing. Oh, and um, on top of that, he tried to turn it into a you don't have any real substance mm. in your. This is this is me. We're talking about me. I have, I don't have no substance, right? <laughs> so um. Yeah, it it turned into a thing where, you know, I kind of got to prove a point. Mm. But at that same time, there's only one way to do it. And am I comfortable going that route around a bunch of people that not only see me as their opponents, someone they got to compete with, but at some point they're going to get mad enough where, you know, they're going to try to spin shit and, you know, try to take certain things away from me type shit so like am i comfortable bringing this part of my life into a battle rap center into a battle rap light um and after a while i thought about it and i was like you know what like if we really want to not only win this battle we'll make a statement this is the only route to go so crazy, crazy. yeah um it, it took some took some willpower but after thinking it over and I started writing it, putting everything together, taking pieces of my life and, you know, basically just counter counter writing everything that he he was he either said in promo or said in the battle. Mm. Um, I just said, you know what? Yeah, this this is the one. This is the round like I could I could lose this battle. I could get cleared, mm. but everybody is going to walk out that battle talking about this round. Yeah. And I, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. Exactly. <laughs> no bullshit. That's exactly what happened. And um, how long did it take you to really put that whole round in? Like, till I was well to write it. Yeah, was I want to say a week. 
but mm-hmm. to till I was com- completely comfortable with it. Yeah. Probably like three weeks close to like the week of the battle. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's fresh. Yeah. So so it, it, it took a lot of rearranging. Mm. Some, you know, took some things out, added some things in. Really? You know, you know, round placement and all the, you know, all the all the, you know, semantics when it yeah. comes to lighting rounds and shit. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it took a lot of, you know, cause again, like you in a you in a blood sport like battle rap, bro. Like this, they is, don't give this a is fuck, man. Yeah, bro. This is they a, gonna bring up every dead home. I tell every I tell people downfall, this bro. all the time. This is not a safe place. It's not. This is not a safe place at all. You are liable to have every any and everything brought up about you in a battle for other people's entertainment. And if you you can't handle that mentally, if you can't handle that emotionally, do not battle. Don't do it. Not man. for you. Because you might they find out some shit. Right. You Especially might find it, man. That's that that right there is the worst. Exactly. You might want to rap, but other niggas might not want to keep it battle rap. Like, mm. and I, I've BNB is not not the first time where you know he didn't want to keep it battle rap. Like yeah. it, I've had battles prior where niggas tried to like use my life to end my career type shit, and it ended up backfiring. Like yeah. I had to, <laughs> and I, cause, like, <laughs> me like me personally, like I don't mean to go the personal route. Like yeah. that's not that's not really my like my go to. That's not a pro, that's not a prerogative for me, but because. I know how other people are, especially other battle rappers. Yeah. When they want to, you know, make make some kind of a statement at your extent, at your expense, my fault. Yeah. Um, they're willing to do, say, write, rap, anything. Anything, bro. Anything. So like at at one point, it's like you I might not want to go the personal route, but at the same time I gotta defend myself. Yep very valid point so like yeah at at it'd be plenty times where like i know a lot about these battle rappers like (laughs) i know i know a whole lot like a lot of shit comes across my desk and i don't use it yeah because that's not that's not the route i want to go but if at some point during promo where i feel like he's going to take it my opponent's going to take it to a certain level Mm mm-hmm I'm gonna meet him halfway. It's in the chamber already. I yeah, like it's already ready to go. Like, oh, you want to talk about my life? Well, you ain't no saint either, cause you did this on this date, and I have screenshots and I have proof that you did this. Like, damn, not the so Like, it's really, it's really that easy. Like, I, I've, I've ended some careers, but like, I could end a lot more. I just choose not to, cause I'm here, I'm here to rap. Like I don't, I, I don't do like I don't do the TMZ, the shade room shit. Like I, that's just not why I hear that, man. But if if they ever want to take it to that level, I'm yeah. ready. It's here. Y'all be careful out there, man. Yeah, like, bro. Like we got a whole folder of screenshots. Hey, like, <laughs> boy. Like I'm telling you, like see, these a lot of these battle rappers is characters, my nigga. Like, <laughs> like these these niggas, like boy, like. I'm not gonna say no name. I'll just give an example. Yeah. I'm not gonna say his name. I'm not gonna bring up the actual situation. Yeah. Um, between me and him. Yeah. But like I said, like he he decided to take it there, bring up something in my past in a battle, and the week of the battle, I 
I got got some info ac- oh, that came bro. across my desk that he was begging his cousin for nudes. Hey, yo, what? <laughs> yeah, like it's really that deep. Like, yo, what? He hasn't, I, bro. He got exposed. The battle got vaulted for obvious reasons, and he oh hasn't battled since. He hasn't battled since. It's like, like, bro, like, I'm not like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do things like this, but like, if you're going to take it there, I'm yeah, going yeah. to take it there. That's the thing about battle rap at the end of the day. Like, if you, if it's, it's like, yeah. it's yeah. real crazy. Like some it's, of these, battle rappers, some of these battle rappers be doing some wicked shit. Mm-hmm. Like some, some of these battle rappers, like yeah. really like, then don't let these niggas fool you. Like. Some of these, some of these niggas are coming here like acting like they saints and they yeah. pure at heart and like they they try to they it's it's a whole bunch of pots calling the kettle blacks in this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, whole bunch of pots calling the kettle black. So like, it's it's like you gotta you gotta be prepared for everything. Definitely, you gotta Definitely. be prepared for everything because these these motherfuckers is not who they say they are. They not. Now to um to really get more on on like a serious tip, right? Um, that round was very personal, mm-hmm. and um, you you really spoke on a lot. You know, yeah. what I mean, you pretty much spoke on. Um, is it okay if I speak on it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. You pretty much spoke on like um your mental health at some point. Your how you dealt with a lot that's happened in your life, a lot of thoughts that you had, like, what helped you get through that? Music. Mm-hmm. God and music. God God first, music second. Nice. Um, I was going through a very dark time. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say during college, um, junior year. Um, I was dead broke. Like, it, it was, there were times where if my mother couldn't send me money, I would have to make ten, fifteen, twenty dollars last a week type shit. Like, mm. like I was, I was like on my ass. Like, imagine like I'm, I'm going to Suffolk University. I'm a business student. Yeah. You're in, you're in a top five business school in the state, and you're broke as shit. Like, Oof. like that, that's tough. Like that's yeah. that's that's real shit. Like. Yeah. Some people like a lot of a lot of niggas, especially like in battle rap, like to believe that oh, because you went to college, you had it all. No, you no you don't. Man, no, you don't. you don't. You don't. You really don't. Like I like I've had to. There were times where I would have to like study for final exams or write like 10, 15, 20 page papers, starving. Like I was mm. hungry. Like I'm I'm living off ramen noodles and Arizona's and fucking like two dollar fruit snacks. Like yeah. I wasn't eating well like for i want to say for a smooth for at least two semesters i was running off ramen noodles and mcdonald's and burger king basically smooth altogether that's like a smooth six months yeah like six almost seven months at least two semesters it was ramen noodles mcdonald's burger king no kizzy like it was it wasn't as bad because mm-hmm. Suffolk University how they how they do things you're only allowed to stay on campus you're only allowed to live on campus for two years mm-hmm. the rest of your time you got to figure it out like, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> like either, either you get either you get an apart apartment through their um 
what do they call it? Something housing. I, I don't remember. But um, either you get an apartment through the university or like you travel from home type shit. Mm-hmm. So like I was traveling from home. Yeah. And, you know, my mother was, you know, she was working majority of the time because, you know, obviously we got we got student loans and tuition. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had to end up getting a work study job because like we had so many student loans to pay. So like mm-hmm. half the time, like I get paid from my work study job and I couldn't even enjoy the bread because I had to give it up for student <laughs> loans. That should be the worst. Yeah, bro. So like that's kind of how I started DJing. I started DJing around that time, started doing house parties, mainly in the hood, like Brockton, Mattapan, Dorchester, that area. Yeah. Um, I was doing house parties for like $100. Oh. Yeah. I mean, and matter at that time, I wasn't driving either, so I was Ubering everywhere. So, like, I'm spending, I want to say, upwards to 40 to $50 on Uber, and I'm only making $100. So, I... I Net profit, I'm only seeing fifty. Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. That's like that's like a L profit right there. Yeah, bro. Like L that's profit. that's that's all I had. So, mm-hmm. um, I eventually started getting into other shit. I started yeah. scamming. Yeah. Um, fake IDs, fake checks, fake passports, fake literally like fake anything, bro. If we we found a way to bootleg it, we do it. Like yeah. And eventually, you know, it, it, it escalated. I started seeing, you know, I started being around niggas I shouldn't have been around. Started yeah. seeing shit I shouldn't have been seeing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I started getting heavily involved in the streets. Like, yeah. I, was, I was really, like, I was really, like, involved in the shit. Like, was I, was I no gangbanging-ass nigga? No, it wasn't all that. But, like, I've, I've seen and I've been around enough to know what to do or how to move mm-hmm. in certain situations, right? Yeah. So dealing with that um, and how everything escalated, mind you, at that time, I'm in deep depression. Mm. Like, I just I just didn't care about yeah. myself. I like I, I, I reached a point where I just if I died tonight, you I'd be cool. I wouldn't I'd be cool. Wow. I wouldn't. You know, that that's just I wanted no contact with human life at all. Like. Mm. I like, I was the type like, if I hop in an Uber, Uber driver says hi to me, I'll blink, I'll blatantly ignore you. Like, mm-hmm. don't talk to me, type shit. Like, I, I, I wanted no human contact at all. Yeah. So, during that time, like, I just, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't dressing myself. Like, I was like, I was fat. Like, I was like out of shape. Hygiene almost abysmal. Like when I say almost. I mean, almost because even though like I didn't care about myself, I knew that I couldn't leave the house smelling bad or looking crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, hygiene was almost abysmal type shit. Like, I just didn't care. Like, I I didn't. So like, you know, being around an environment, you know, having that type mindset, you end up in environments and around people where that don't care either. Like, that's that's really how it is like these niggas like i was around niggas who like really like was about all bullshit like they was about all of it like if a nigga even looked at him crazy like it was up like they didn't care like if if you step on their shoes it's up <laughs> you, you 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 walk by you walk by him in a in a party my nigga and like you your shoulder brushes them a certain way they don't like the shit it's up like 
it was really like I was really around crash dummies, like mm. mad crash dummies. Yeah. And I and I was around them so much that I started slowly turning into that. Yeah. So, you know, around that time, like yeah. the more the more you hang around people like that, the more you become that person. Not only that, but the less you notice it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's also fact. Like I didn't really notice until it was too late. Mm. So speaking of too late, eventually, you know, we started bootlegging shit. We, yeah. we did fake everything. Mm-hmm. And somebody thought that it was smart. I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. Um, somebody thought it was smart because, you know, this is around the time Trump's election was going on. You know, yeah. everybody in a frenzy about that shit, you know, all the conservatives and the mm. Democrats going back and forth, you know, race, race wars, especially out in Boston, like that type shit. Like that's when everything was going crazy. So that was when someone came up the idea to start selling fake hate crimes, fake hate stories. Right. Mm. So what they would do is they would write up fake stories and sell to kids on campuses to either frame other people or to make it look like, you know, someone on the other side did some like hateful shit to them to like further the agenda type shit yeah so after a while like for a little bit it worked like i seen it work for them um so he approached me with the idea well not just me it was other it was some other people involved too but like he approached the the idea um the other niggas laughed at him because like that's stupid why would you do that uh right but at that time, it was foolproof to me. Mm. I don't know why, but like, it was foolproof. Like he explained it, and I said, "Yo, this is perfect." Uh, so like, we decided to test it out. Before you even continue, I yeah. feel like when you when you're in like a really bad state, anything sounds like a good idea. No bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. Anything sounds it's like really if, like if that. you like, if, any- if you feel like you can even look past it or. Or just look far enough with it, you'd be like, "Oh right. yeah, that right there gonna gonna really help me out." Exactly. Really help me. Exactly. But continue. Yeah. So we decided to test it out. So um, the story was that I was walking home from school and I got chased by four Trump supporters in purge mass. Mm. Um, I was gonna make the post on Facebook, dress it up, make it look like it was real type shit. And then just to gauge people reaction. And then after a while, we would delete it and tell everybody it's fake. Right. That type shit. Really? I've seen people on Facebook do it all the time for like social experiments type shit. You know, nothing really happens. So it's like, all right, let's test it out. I'll do the same shit. If it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, whatever. Right. So later on that night, post a story. I'm taking a bus from the train station home from the bus ride to when I got off the stop, the post hits like 50 likes, 50 likes around there. So like, I was like, all right, it's already moving, you know, it's already moving, but I didn't think nothing of it because at that time, like my Facebook, like my post didn't really get likes like that. So like, I didn't really, you feel me? Yeah. I'm walking to the crib. Now I'm getting calls. Oh shit. Are you okay? Is everything fine? Like people are calling me frantic. 
mm-hmm. wondering if I'm okay. Right. And while I'm walking home, the post hits a hundred, hundred likes, and the shares start going up. A little bit concerned, but like I'm not really thinking of it too much because this is kind of what we wanted type shit. So like, yeah. we let it rock. I want to say 10, 15 minutes later, we're at 150. Damn. And the shares is going. Now the comments is going. The post is moving. And this is getting a lot of attention. Now now I'm thinking, I right, this is going too far. Yeah. He said, no, I, I need to back so out. So I tried to delete it. But here's what happened. There's so much traction going on in that post that Facebook can't process my request to delete the post. Oh, shit. Like I'm, I'm trying everything. I'm delay. I'm trying to delete it on my phone. Nothing. I, I try to delete other posts. The other posts delete fine. I try to delete that post. Nothing. Can't do it. Wow. Get the same message every time. Facebook can't process your request. Facebook can't process your request. Mm. I start to panic a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. but not not that much, right? Yeah. I go to my laptop to see if I can delete it from my laptop. Nothing. Same same thing. Facebook can't process your request. Facebook can't process your request. Now I'm really panicking. Yeah. Cause like the, the likes are going, the comments is going, the shares is going. Like <laughs> this shit is catching fire. Yeah. It's starting to go viral. Something in my something in the back of my head said this shit's about to go viral. And I can't stop it. So now it's like, what do I do? So um I called dude who gave me the idea mm-hmm. and he said just play along with it. Just just play along. Just don't don't do nothing crazy. Just play along with the shit. Yeah. And mind you, now that I can't delete the post, I'm panicking. Me, as a person, when I start panicking, my mind turns off. Mm. I'm not thinking anymore. Everything I do from that point on is on impulse. Mm -hmm. Everything. So, boy tells me, play along with it. My dumb ass says, I bet we're just going to play along with it. (laughs) Motherfucker say, I bet. I bet we're just going to play along with it. An hour goes by, we're at 250. 250 likes, 100 shares, comments going crazy. Malden police reports getting tagged. Boston police Yeah. Now it's like, all right, now we got a problem. Yep. Now I'm really panicking. Yeah. I'm getting I'm other people are tagging me in posts. Lives are going crazy, like this hell? post this post is going viral and I can't stop it. Yeah. Can't stop it cuz Facebook won't let me delete the post. <laughs> At one point I start panicking. I don't know what to do next. I called dude again. I was like, "Yo, like niggas is telling me call the police. I'm not trying to do that shit. What do I do now?" I I like I'm I'm panicking. Like I'm losing my I'm losing my brain type shit. Like yeah. I'm all over the place. This nigga tells me, yo, just keep playing along with it. And at some point, you got to make this shit look real. So, like, if this shit keep going, you might have to call that 12. I looked at my phone crazy. Hey, yo. I was like, you're, you're telling me to call the police? Yeah. He's like, yo, you got to make it real. You got to make it look real. You got to play along with it. Like, th- this shit going, you feel me? Like... In the back of my head, I'm still panicking and I'm moving on impulse. Yeah. But something in my head is telling me this nigga setting me up. Yeah. 
but like I'm so in panic mode, like I'm so deep in panic mode that it's not registering. Mm-hmm. The thought, the thought popped up in my head, but it didn't register. So it's like I'm going back and forth with him about it. I end up hanging up. A little bit later into the night, now the post is at 500, mm. 200 shares. Now wait, we wait, so wait, so this is all within the same day. All within the same night. Shit, this is all within the same night. Now we talking Buzzfeed getting tagged. Sean White, I think is his name. What the fucking snowboarder? Yeah, yeah. No, not the snowboarder. Um, what was the name of that activist? Sean White, Sean something. Mm-hmm. He's getting tagged in it. Like he was a famous activist at that time. Yeah. So he's getting tagged in the post about the story. BuzzFeed getting tagged. Like major outlets are getting tagged now. Like, so like <laughs> this is now a viral post. Yeah. And I can't stop the shit. And I'm still like, people are still in my ear saying, file a police report, call the police. You need to let the police know what's going on. Ah, uh, ah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Now, in my head, like, so many people are pressuring me to call the police. My dumb ass said, fuck it. File the report. Damn. Time out, time out, time out, time out. At this point, was the original scheme even in thought? No. Mm, it took over that hard, huh? No. It took over that. Because, like I said, like, I'm panicking at this point. So, I'm yeah. not thinking about shit. I'm yeah. not. Everything I do is on impulse. So I'm being pressured to call the police so much. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a father report. At that time, I didn't know filing a fake report could lead to two years in two years prison, two to five years in prison time and a ten thousand dollar fine. Damn. I didn't know that. So I filed the report. Yeah. In my head, like something is not right. Yeah. Like, something tells me, like, yo, I probably just fucked up majorly, and I don't even know it. Because I, did, I didn't know at that time you could you could get locked up for some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I decided to Google it. What happens when you <laughs> file a fake report? What happens when you file a fake police report? Yeah. I seen it, and I just start, my, like, panicking is not even a word at this point. Like, I'm I'm losing my shit, like. I I feel like my life spiraling at this point. Like mm-hmm. everything is like falling apart. In my head it's like, yo, I'm about to get locked up. Yeah. So that night I stared at the ceiling the entire night. I didn't fall asleep. I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning. I was pacing in my room. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, yo, there's no way out of this. Wow. There's no way out of this. I got I got to turn myself in before this shit, you know, gets worse, right? I got I got to stop it. So that next morning I I have um an 8:30 an 8:30 a.m. class um in accounting class. Um so on my way to school, I get to the building where the class is at and something to and I just not something. I'm telling myself that, yo, like, after this class, I'm about to call and let them know, like, yo, this is fake. Uh, like, can we stop this right now? Right. I'm going to let them know. I'm going to turn myself in. I'm going to tell the truth. I walk into the class. I sit down. Mm-hmm. Not even two minutes before the class starts, 
like not even two minutes into sitting down, I get a call. Random number I don't know. Never seen this number, never gotten this number. Something tells me pick it up. I pick up. It's the Marlin Police Lieutenant. Oh, shit. Got you, Jack. Yeah. Wicked. 8.30, 8.30 on the dot. Wicked. I run out that room. I run out. Like, I, I did ask, like, I got up and dipped to the point where the, the professor looked at me kind of crazy because I got up so fast. Mm-hmm. And I went up. I got on the phone. Lieutenant is telling me, we just we just got to we just got a copy of your report. We're going to do everything in our power to find out who did this. We got security cameras all over the city, all over all over the stoplights oh, in in the in the in the in the in the store in the in the store lights in the um what do they call those? In the street lights. We got we got cameras everywhere. We're going to monitor everything right then and there. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'm going to stop you." What happens if I tell you none of this is real? Lieutenant goes, uh, okay. Are you free at all at 12, 12 noon today? I go, yeah, I'm not doing nothing. He goes, why, why don't you stop by the police, the police, the police precinct and we can talk about it. We agreed at 12 o'clock. I hand up the phone. From that point on, I'm mentally preparing myself to get locked up. Mm. I'm mentally preparing myself to get to get you know handcuffs put on me, and I said I'm going to jail today. Yeah. So I'm preparing myself, but it hasn't like it didn't hit me that it could possibly like be a thing that I'm getting locked up today. So I, I get to the police precinct. Lieutenant calls me in. I sit in his office. I explain to him the whole situation. But I knew, you know, where I'm with the niggas I'd, <clears throat> I'd be around if I mentioned anybody's name. Oh. So I took full blame. Mm. I took full blame. I said, this is all my idea. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to prove a point. All right. I just, I took full, I took full blame for the shit. Yeah. So he said, all right, sit here real quick. He leaves the office. Like, I want to say 10, 15 minutes. He comes back. He comes to get me. I'm thinking, yeah, it's wrapped. That's probably, that's probably the longest 10 minutes of your life. Yeah. Like, I'm that's thinking, weird. yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm getting locked up. Yeah. He brings me into the room. It's three detectives in that room. It's like a, a boardroom, three, de- three other detectives. He sits me down with them. He goes, these are the top detectives in the city of Boston. These were the guys that were about to start investigating your case. Now, because you turned yourself in before we started the investigation, we're going to let you go. God. But if you didn't say anything and you let us start the investigation without us, without you saying anything, making us believe that this was real, we would have arrested you. But because you turned yourself in before the investigation started, we're going to let you go. It was a sigh of relief. It's like, like you beat the clock type shit. Like I just like man, like I just dropped twenty five pounds right there. Like I could breathe again. Like yeah. I thought I was straight. That's crazy, bro. I was good. Like I like <laughs> I I had my conversation with the detectives. They told me how they felt. I I explained whatever. Then walked right out the precinct. I was like, yo, we're straight. 
I'm thinking <laughs> everything's over. Yeah. Like, we're good. Like, oh, wait, so after that, it wasn't raps? No, nah, it wasn't raps. There was oh, more. Shit. So I, I'm, I'm getting ready to work. I, I go to work. I'm working on my work study job. At that point, um, I was working at a call center. So I was I was like calling people, asking for donations for the Suffolk Fund or whatever, right? Yeah. I get a random tag from someone I've never spoken to ever mm-hmm. on Facebook. Like, I, like we were friends, but like I've never spoken to this person, like ever. Like mm-hmm. we've never had no type of conversation. I get a random tag. I click on the post. The, the police lieutenant drops a statement saying that the viral post that um about the police uh, about the the um the four trump supporter chase chasing this person around in trump max it was all of it was all fabricated it was a it was a joke it was it was fake i uh, like he dropped a whole statement on the shit mm-hmm. because the post went viral my name wasn't mentioned in the statement but everybody immediately knew it was me so now that statement is going viral and everybody I'm being dragged all through the internet. Really? All through the internet. All through the internet. Malden, Boston, Brockton, Randolph. It got to most of the universities, Suffolk, Brandeis, um, Emerson, like it got everywhere. And I'm I'm being plastered like every like I'm being dragged through the mud type shit. Like so for a smooth two weeks, I kinda like disappeared because that was kind of like the end of it for me like Mm -hmm. right then and there watching all this backlash watching like you know i had i had a couple partnerships i had some you know partnerships with a few promoters go to shit deleted me um i had i was working with a few producers on some music they deleted me lost friends lost family I felt like the whole world turned on me yep. that day. And for a smooth two weeks, I had to deal with a lot of hate. Death threats, um, hate hate inboxes from like all, all like the white kids, especially the conservative kids and, and um stuff like yeah, they they flooded my shit with hate. Yeah. Um I lost friends, lost family, mm-hmm. um, and like everything just felt like it was over so during that during those two weeks close to a month i want to say that was the most suicidal i've ever felt Mm. in my life like was was therapy like was like therapy ever a thought no damn absolutely not and i hate that i hate that i hate that like that's the case for a lot of men yeah you feel me like now that you're like now that like you just said that's the first off thank you for even saying that like that's a lot to even unravel Mm -hmm. but i appreciate you um, all of course with that but like that was all while you're in like your deep depression stage right yeah damn that's like another like 100 pounds right there just like yeah being caved on and it's it's like you know it that that was the biggest thing that happened but like Mm -hmm. this it's a lot more like yeah. I want to say I dodged, I dodged serious jail time. I dodged getting arrested like at least three times. On top of that, damn. Like, Wait, so after after that first situation? No, that was the fourth situation. Oh I'm shit! Like, <laughs> three times before that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So that's the fourth. 
Yeah, that's a, that was a fourth one. That was like that was like yeah. the nail in the coffin type shit. Like that's crazy. You know, um, that's wicked. Yeah, so that that whole like twenty that was twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. easily my darkest year. Mm. That was the darkest year of my life. For someone who could, um, who may be listening right now, and it's probably like within. Well, well, they obviously don't have to experience the same things you did, but just have probably like the same thoughts, the same feelings. Like, right. what could you tell them? It's only over if you let it be over. Mm. If you truly believe that it's over for you, then it is. Yeah. But if you know you can bounce back from it, if you find some type of some type of voice some type of message, some type of sign that lets you know it's not over, yeah. pay attention to that. Mm. I, I I ran into a few signs, not just one. I ran into a few signs during that time that said, yo, it's not over. Do you want it to might speak feel on that? Like, yeah, say that again? I said, do you want to speak on that? Or like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I um, during that time, um, you know, I was obviously suicidal, but at the same time, like I spent a lot of time with myself. Um, and you know, with everything slipping away from me, yeah, it felt like I didn't, I couldn't get it back. So um, I spent a lot of time with God. Mm. Um, I was watching a lot of sermons. I was praying a lot. Um, and. It just felt like a voice came to me and said, yo, like, if you really want this, if you really want this for your life, you know what to do to fight back. Mm -hmm. You know what to do to get back to that. Everybody might be saying it's over, but it's not. It's not over till he says it's over. Mm. God's not going to call you home until he's ready for you to come home. You're not ready yet. Keep fighting. So, yeah, um, it was it was a fight. It was it was a mental fight, yeah. um, and you know it was hard. You know, being outside after that, um, a lot of, you know, I had to overcome being antisocial because mm-hmm. I was really antisocial during that time. Yeah, I had I had to overcome that. Um, I had to deal with you know the consequences and the after effects because mm-hmm. like after that like i lost a lot of deals i lost a lot of you know relationships nobody wanted to book me for house parties no more i lost a lot of friends people didn't really trust me anymore yeah um i couldn't like i had no refuge all i had was me mm-hmm. um, and even you know even during that time i felt like you know, a lot of close relationships, even with family, you know, ended up deteriorating because yeah. of this one incident. So, like, I it really felt like I was by myself. Mm-hmm. I I have shit. I had nobody. So it's like, you want this? I want this for my life, but I have to understand that for at least a good amount of time, I'm gonna be alone. Mm. I'm I'm going to be by myself. Yeah. And that's that's really what it was. Like I spent like I want to say 3 4 years um I spent Thanksgiving, Christmas by myself. 
I, I wasn't invited to any like family functions. I, I couldn't like be around like certain certain parts of my family. Like, mm -hmm. and like even like some of my cousins, like some of my cousins I were close, I was close with. I mean, we're good now. We see each other in passing. We see hi, but like it's never gonna be that again because mm -hmm. you know the path I chose to go down. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I had to understand that you know even though. It's not over. Yeah. There's a lot of rebuilding to do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of rebranding. There's a lot of self growth. There's a lot of self healing. There's yeah. a lot of mental growth to do. Yeah. And until you are fully healed and until you are fully ready to go, until you are fully done dealing with, you know, the after effects of what you did, it's going to be tough. And it was, but you know, five years, five, six years later, we here. Yeah, we here. We made it. We made it through everything. Um, yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I feel like I'm so, I'm so comfortable with speaking on it now. I can tell. It seemed um, like, like yeah. for you, it just like, like it. It seemed like it kind of like. I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're kind of like happy to talk about it in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, like it's kind of something that you don't mind sharing, right? Which I and, think is dope. You know what I mean? Because like, if you share, then that's just another person learning. You know what I mean? So I definitely, right? I definitely appreciate that for real. Of course, um, I've reached a point where you know I don't run from my past anymore because. Mm -hmm. My my past is who I am today. My past got me to the position I'm at. Am I proud of it? No, I'm I was never just about to ask you that. Like, I'm, is I'm, I'm never gonna be proud of that. Like, because mm -hmm. that's that's not that wasn't who that wasn't me. Yeah, that that wasn't I wasn't that person. Are you proud of the outcome? Yes, because mm. you know, it you, right? It turned you into yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It gave, it gave me values. It gave me independence. It gave me, you know, it gave me a clear vision. Mm -hmm. Right? Because some people have to have everything go to shit so things get better. Ooh, let me tell you something. Before you even continue, I was, um, and like, I noticed that every time I talk, I always got quotables. Yeah. I always got quotables. And um, I remember I was having this conversation, and I said, "You like you never know how much you can improve until you see how low you fuck up." Exactly. You never really know how much you can go until you know how low you are. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, and it's true. You feel me? Like like you just don't really notice how much work you need to put in until you take a step back and be like, right. "Damn, I'm fucking up." You feel me? But um, that's, that's really what it was like yeah I, after after going through all that and like you know dealing and the crazy part about that is <laughs> i i forgot to mention while i'm dealing with all this backlash yeah the dude who fed me his idea to do the shit yeah is the one smoking me the most mm. like in the comments like i knew he was a rat I should never fuck with that nigga. 
he was he would he would I, I couldn't I mean, I can't believe I trust this nigga from uh, jail. I never trusted this nigga. I never fuck with this nigga. He a rat. I, I, and like he's going crazy. Yeah. And I'm staring at like I'm staring at him like this is your idea. Mm. I'm basically taking the fall for you type shit like. Damn. I I basically took like and to this day like I'm never gonna mention his name. Yeah. I'm never gonna talk about. I don't know where them niggas is at. Yeah. I don't know what they doing. Ain't, ain't none of my business. Yeah. But like. Right then and there, watching him go crazy on me like that after I took the fall for him, I was so like, yeah, like, huh? I was like, yeah, I, I don't belong here. Like, mm. I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't like the streets is not where I should be at. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I didn't grow up as a street nigga. I didn't like, yeah, yeah, niggas was in the projects. Yeah, niggas was poor, but like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. For sure. For sure. But, like, That's crazy. I, that was another part of you know, my growth because I had to weed myself off the street mentality that um, I picked up during my time in the streets. Yeah. Hanging around them niggas. Like I had to I had to teach myself, yo, like, yo, like you don't you don't belong here, bro. Like this is yeah. these are not your people. These niggas don't care about you. My nigga, like these niggas yeah. never cared about you actually. And you know that, but you still you still went around them. You still spent your time with them. You still, you know, gave them your energy, your your voice, yeah. and shit like that. So I had to, I had to like remove myself completely. Because mm-hmm. yeah, bro, like with that going around, that whole you a rat shit, knowing I'm not no rat because like nobody came to get you, and I'm the one that took the fall for all the bullshit that you put together. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, I I don't need to be here. Like, y'all niggas got it. Like I said, like I don't, I don't know where they at. I'm never gonna speak on them. I got no reason to speak on them. I don't, yeah. I don't know what they got going on. I know what I got going on though. So for sure, for sure. That's a crazy story. And hey, again, I appreciate you even even opening up with that because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially us men, like us niggas, kind of have it the hard way emotionally yeah, absolutely so, so you even just open up it's kind of it's dope you feel me because because like that's something that i stress on a lot right. especially now like if you knew me before like 2019 2020 like i was such a like a social butterfly trying right. to talk to everybody always trying to feel me like i still have that in me but it's like i just don't like now i'm kind of at that stage where it's just like I'm just not that no more. Yeah. Feel me? I'm a lot more serious. Like, people ask me, like, yo, like, oh, my God, like, what you so serious? I'm like, ain't just, there's just nothing to laugh about right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, like, motherfuckers get so, so offended by it. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I'm yeah. at work and people are like, dude, you look so serious. I'm like, nigga, it's nine in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what it's is it? morning, bro. Like, at uh, least, like, like, let me, let me get my shit together first, like, gang. Like, nine in the morning, I drove an hour to get here. Like, what do you want me to be? Like, right. I'm happy I'm alive, but I'm like, damn. <laughs> you feel me type shit? So it's like. breathe first. Like, type shit. Like, give me a minute. But it's like, um, yeah, that's crazy. So to really jump off of that, but, um. Mm-hmm. You said that you were making music as well, right? Yeah. Who inspired you to make music? Like, um, like was it more of a like certain artist that you looked up to, or was it people like in your life? Or both? I'm not gonna lie. I want to say during the time when I started, you know, writing songs, 
this was the time, you know, Young Money was. Mm, shout out Wayne. Drugs. That's my go. So that era, um, the, you know, Wayne, Drake, Nikki, Tiger, yeah. J. Mills. Um, J. Mills I, I didn't think you would even bring up J. Mills. <laughs> like that whole, like, that whole YMCMB era yeah. was a time in battle rap. So like. It's time to be alive, man. Yeah, bro. And I feel like, you know, during that time, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like teams, like a lot of like musical mm-hmm. groups. You had, you had, you know, Young Money, Cash Money. You had Maybach Music, um, you know, Rick Ross, Meek Mill, Wale. Mm-hmm. Wale yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Migos, yeah, well, On The Rise and shit. Right. Um, you know, the Dream Chasers series. Uh, Rich the, Gang. Uh, oh, yeah, Rich Gang and all that shit. Like, yeah, the um, Young Thug, Rich Homie Quan. Like, it was yep. a lot of like yep. teams. So like, I don't know, like listening to all that music at that time, bro, like it, it really like put me in a space where like at first, like at first writing writing songs, like I would write like songs that I knew by heart. Like mm-hmm. I would like and that time I was I was like heavy Drake fan. So like forever I'm going in. Mm-hmm. Uh um what else? Uh it's been a pleasure. Like mm-hmm. mixtape, like so far gone Drake. Like yeah. that, that was really like Early. that was my you're like, so like, like really early hungry drake type shit exactly so like during that era like i i knew a lot of his songs i knew a lot of wayne's songs obviously no ceilings yeah, um listen you listen if you put on a wayne song then me hit me the mic i swear to god I, i'll rap that bitch word for word right no but <laughs> wayne like, is my, like i've been listening to wayne since i was like wayne, wayne, yeah wayne, wayne a goat so like you know I, mean? I would start writing songs that i knew by heart and then like it turned into writing my own shit mm. And I remember, like, I did a freestyle to "I'm a Boss," Meek Mill. <laughs> and, you know, obviously that was that was around the time that that was the SoundCloud era. So like, mm. I, I uploaded this shit to SoundCloud, and I got a real good reaction. Really, like, I got a really good reaction. Like, yo, this is fire. This shit go crazy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm like, I right, word, but I didn't really take it too serious. Yeah. I I like to say like that, and that was like eighth grade. I want to say I started, you know, recording seriously probably around sophomore year, yeah. high school. Yeah. And, you know, that's when I kind of, you know, started heavily putting my own shit out, recording myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never I never really paid for a studio session. Like, I, I learned how to do everything by myself, mixing, mastering, recording. Wow. All the, uh, all the equipment, um, did everything myself. Crazy. So, um, yeah, I put my own shit out. And you know, I got my feedback, and eventually it, it turned into a career. I started opening up for um, niggas like Post Malone, Joe Budden, mm. um, Fetty Wap, Montana yeah. Three Hundred. Um, yeah, I started opening up for them, and then you know, I kind of got a bit of a buzz as an artist. And then um, I think, which is crazy, because this was while I was you know, dealing with the backlash from, you know, the whole police report thing that I want to say 2017 was when I got my first publishing deal with Netflix and Spike Lee's, uh, she's got to have it. Oh, shit, for real. Yeah. So like, that was like, like dealing with all that bullshit and then landing that, that was kind of like, that was kind of like my little, that was like the pick me up that I needed. Like, cause I was, I was dealing with a lot and, you know, getting a look like that getting invited out to Spike Lee's condo in Brooklyn. 
getting to meet him and all the other artists that got chosen for his uh for his uh um soundtrack for the series so fucking major dude Major. yeah like he shook my hand he's like yo he shook my hand he t- talked to all the artists and he was like yo like if you got chosen for this series if your music if your song got chosen for this is because you got something keep going you hear that from spike lee yeah if spike lee says that shit bro you hear that from spike lee bro like that's like that's a like if if you don't if that was like my first like major cosign that was my yeah, first major cosign salute to spike lee yeah, i'll always be grateful spike. for that if you if you know that that did everything for me yeah. like that that did a lot and you know that's when i was like what well, that's when i started you know brushing off you know all the extra shit and i started yeah. like getting all my shit i started owning myself as an artist and you know throughout the times i started rebranding myself at first i was ben p then it turned into ben superior um i started you know getting better at djing started you know um posting myself on more like major platforms not just secluding myself to just um soundcloud i started going apple music spotify um you know all the major streaming platforms and i did my numbers i built a substantial fan base and you know i i feel like by 2019 when i started battling for real that's when you know things started to pick up slowly but surely yeah that's dope spike listen a spike lee cosign man let me tell you something if joe rogan right came up to me and shook my hand like yo your podcast is really dope keep moving no funny shit i'm putting out an episode every day yeah every day of the fucking week just because really joe like, rogan said it's dope <laughs> you feel me? like Sometimes all you need is one voice. It's just it's it's just some words. Fuck a push. Fuck a post. All you need is need, one yeah. voice to tell you like, yo, you're doing good. Keep going. Like you some sometimes, and it, it might not be from a Spike Lee or someone of like major stature. It, it could, could be, be someone important, a regular por- a regular yeah. supporter. Like, yeah, you're doing good. Keep going. Like, I'm proud of you. Keep going. Like, keep working. Like, words of affirmation me. means so fucking. Yeah, much, bro. Man. Like, it it means a whole lot. So much, and which is why like I tell people all the time, never to give up when you're doing like creative shit because yeah. like your work could be somebody's breakthrough. Mm. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't know who's listening, who's watching you, who's observing, you know what you got going on. Yeah. It's kind of crazy like, to hear that. Your your work, your hustle is, is is inspiring them to keep going. Yeah. It's it's so it's so it's so like crazy to hear that cuz like people actually come up to me or like they would hit me up on Snap baby like yo like I really fuck with your podcast. Like, I'm trying to start one. Can you like help me out? You feel me? Like, as right. in, like, as if it's kind of like they, like they, like I don't know if I'm reaching, but like, they be telling me like in a way like, yo, like, you're low key helping me start my podcast. Mm. You feel me? Like, your podcast is kind of helping me come up with ideas for mine. Exactly. Type shit. You feel me? And like that shit sounds dope to me because like I think my boy, um, shout out Hellison, man. He got his own podcast, um, Unscripted Talk, right, on YouTube, and he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, like your," he said, "your interview with Nick Tolo, kind of like helped me boost up my my idea for my podcast." That shit right there means the world to me. 
Yeah. You feel me? Like, that shit right there means a lot because I'm just like, damn, like, because, like, when you put some shit out, especially out here, like, you be thinking that nobody really cares. Right. You feel me? But to hear some shit like that, I was just like, damn, that's, um, that's actually crazy. You feel me? But, um. You never know who's watching, bro. You never know. You never, you never know. know who's watching. As far as with just everything going on, DJing, music, battle rap, is there anything that's coming up that you would like to announce? Man, um, I am competing in uh, J2's Twitter Space Relevancy uh, mm-hmm. tournament. So battle rap tournament um, starts tomorrow on Twitter Spaces. If you follow, uh, if you got me on Twitter, Ben Superior One, um, I'm going to be battling. Uh, first round tomorrow and it's, it's going to be an every two weeks type thing um winner gets a thousand dollars and a chance to battle in atlanta against some uh, in front of some pretty big names um so yeah relevancy starts tomorrow salute to j2 um salute j2 in the bat and um and the twitter spaces uh salute to salute to all that um and uh, i also want to salute um shark tank swing um sink or swim that card is amazing. That card is amazing. I think the main event is Tay Rock versus Jay Soldier. Salute to my brother Jay Soldier. Salute Jay. That's a major Salute card. Jay Soldier. That's, That's a, a major play right there. Great, great major, major play. Are you um, on the card? It, it, it's it's a couple more too. Um, Chirac versus Casey J. Mm. Uh, you got Twerk versus Riz. Uh, yeah. Um, Dre Dennis versus my brother Demon Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Annie Myers versus Theory Truth, um, rumbling like the 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 rumble in the tank for this card uh, features uh, Hoods, Wyo the God, Truth It, and Lock Banner. Salute to them. Um, Wyo is such a killer, bro. Yeah, Wyo the God. That's that my brother. Salute God Talk. Um, shout, out, shout out Wyo. Man. Yeah, that that whole card. Matter of fact, hold on. Um, the whole card is amazing, bro. That whole card is crazy. Like it's it's really like, cause if you really like think about it, like we got some huge names coming to our yeah. backyard, bro. Like Facts. some huge like Twerk and Rock. I was just coming. about to, I was literally just about to say that Twerk Rock and KCJ too. Like KCJ, Twerk, is... KCJ and Rock, Tay Rock, bro, are coming to our backyard to battle, my nigga. Like KCJ is becoming one of those faces for battle rap. Huge. Fuck female battle rap, just battle rap. You feel right. Like she's really becoming a dog. This is huge. That's like dope. it's a lot of dope battles. Yeah. Um Twerk versus Riz, Danny Myers, Theory Truth, um, Marv One, City Towers, um, Emerson mm. Kennedy XL, uh mm. Elijah Strange. Like yeah. <laughs> Emerson Kennedy and XL is gonna be uh, crazy. Eliza Strait, Sir South. Like this whole card mm. is nuts. I like <laughs> this, XL and Emerson this whole card is crazy. So a uh, salute to Sink or Swim, salute to Chilla Jones and Shark salute. Tank. Make sure y'all get yeah. y'all tickets for that. Um, salute BGM as well. Yeah, like BGM, Kenny Black and Vic Wallace. That's my management. Salute to them. They they outdid themselves with this card. For sure. Salute to them. Themselves. Salute to them. Before we wrap it up, man, do you got any questions, comments, concerns you want to share? Anything you want to put out there before we wrap this thing up? Man, um, if you if you want to keep keep uh, up to date with what I got going on, um, social media Ben Superior on everything. Um, yeah. Ben Superior official on IG, Ben Superior one on Twitter. If you want to pull up and you know watch me battle on the Twitter Spaces tomorrow night, um, Ben Superior on Facebook. You want to watch my battles, Ben Superior versus on YouTube. Literally just type my main type my name up. You gonna find me. So 
yeah um yeah we could we could we could definitely get to working uh, anybody that's listening and needs any type advice from me and you want to chop it up i'm i'm really i'm i'm not i try not to be like the super bougie person that like you know <laughs> doesn't want to give advice it yeah. feels like they better than other people if you need any type of advice i'm not i'm not that hard to approach bro just come find me for sure for sure well that wraps it up for this episode of talent raw man shout out ben for pulling up absolute beautiful episode beautiful absolutely um this shit gonna be everywhere apple Podcasts. Yeah, y'all already know google amazon i said google amazon google podcast amazon google music fuck it <laughs> spotify um youtube real soon i'm gonna put all these episodes on youtube no bullshit i only put one episode on youtube because i had something planned out right but i'm gonna put everything on youtube now no bullshit so within the next two or three weeks everything gonna be on youtube y'all keep tuning in keep sharing man and i'll catch you on the next episode love y'all they took my dogs, now I can't pay Got all these drugs, I'm trying to vent I'm going hard if you try to make a song You gotta pay me in advance You niggas play the cards, do the dope We ain't never pick it with our hands I promise I'm pay back for all the time You drop chairs for all the chairs for a deal Got all my dogs locked up right now, got me thinking